Nigeria's Naira drops to a record low against the dollar. From over 1,300 cities in 130 countries, we bring you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial News, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. In this episode, the African Development Bank Group President, Dr. Akinunia Desina, talks about the importance of infrastructure corridors and what they mean for trade and agriculture. We are in a period in which climate change is decimating many parts of, uh, of the world, in particular in the case of Africa, where the need then to have climate adapted crops becomes a big issue about how you adapt to climate change. First and foremost is the technologies for African agricultural transformation, which uh, the Secretary, Secretary mentioned, but also mentioned by the Director General. This is a very novel approach that brings together the global research and development community together with the national agricultural research centers, the private sector, uh, making sure we can get climate resilient agricultural technologies, not a hundred of farmers, not to thousands of farmers, but to millions of farms. So only millions matter. And the technology for African agricultural transformation, TAT, we started it about just five years ago, and already it has impacted, provided climate resilient agricultural technologies for 25 million uh, households. And uh, that's impacted about 250 million people. And so what we are seeing today here is part of that. With climate change now, the ability now to produce uh, a climate resilient crops that you see today is very, very important uh, to being able to sustain food production. The Rice TAT program, which is what we are supporting, already has impacted on roughly 3.8 million farmers, getting all the technologies that you see all here to farmers at scale. And we've received significant support from the US government for that. I'm delighted that today the US government provided us an additional $9.5 million to support the TART program to be able to um, impact uh, roughly uh, uh, 12 million farmers uh, in about 40 countries. So, of course, that will help significantly with this. The other part of this is a program that we are uh, working on. Secretary Blinken mentioned the issue of the uh, United States Department's, uh, US State Department's uh, on vision uh, for um, adaptive crops and soils. Visa, which we applaud, uh, because you need to make sure that we have the biodiversity, the crops that can re, um, adapt to climate change, and we can get those to scale. So in partnership with the U.S. government and other partners and with Africa Rice, uh, we are la- launching a program called Reword, Reword um, which is a program that will now help Africa on rice to take all these technologies to scales of more millions of farmers. That initiative will be supported from the African Development Bank uh, in 15 countries of West Africa uh, with uh, 600 million US dollars. So Mr. Secretary uh, mentioned the issue of infrastructure because if you do agriculture without infrastructure, you're wasting time. And so we at the African Development Bank uh, and our partners, we invest in $1.6 billion in the development of what's called Special Agro-Industrial Processing Zones. And those zones, there are 28 of them in 11 countries that we're working on right now. That will make sure that we have water, irrigation, power, water, roads, processing facilities, storage facilities that allow us to produce, store, and uh, 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 process, and then be able to export 
uh, to across the region. So this is one area in which we are also going to be working with the U.S. government. The last one is on infrastructure corridors. And we are working with the U.S. government on what is called the Lobito Corridor. That corridor is one that links Angola all the way to uh, Zambia and DRC. And the African Development Bank will put in $500 million into that. The U.S. government, we're working with the U.S. government uh, department for uh, uh, development uh, finance cooperation. We are also working with um, uh, uh, Africa Finance Corporation to make sure we can develop that whole corridor. But I also mentioned to the Secretary that we look forward to working with the U.S. government on other corridors um, in Africa. And most important one for us is the Abidjan, Lagos-Abidjan corridor. That corridor has 75% of all the trade in the ECOWAS region. And it's a $15 billion investment. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Nigeria's Naira dropped her record low against the dollar on the official market, flipping below rates on the unofficial power market in the intraday's trade. The Naira fell to as low as 1,531 to the dollar, with 1,460 Naira quoted on the power market. The currency later closed at 1,482.57 Naira on the official market. This is according to the FMDQ exchange. The latest fall occurred after the market regulator, FMDQ Securities Exchange, said its methodology for calculating closing rates on the currency was revised last Friday to include more data and that the levels on its computation had changed. The Naira has lost around 40% since the start of the year. Its official exchange rate has been drifting towards the power market level as foreign currency shortages in the West African nation found a demand to unofficial sources. The central bank has warned lenders about underreporting transactions on the financial market, leading to misinformation, attempts to create price distortions and market manipulation, and said such activity would be sanctioned. Quick trip around Africa. The decision of Burkina Faso, Mali and Niger to exit the economic community of West African states ECOWAS could hinder the bloc's economic growth. This is according to Moody's Ratings Agency. According to Moody's, it would be much more detrimental if they decided to leave the West African Economic and Monetary Union, though that was not expected. The three junta-led countries announced that they were planning to leave ECOWAS, the region's main economic and political bloc. Their position on also leaving the Monetary Union has not been made clear. Moody's, in a statement, said the three countries' departure would disrupt the economic integration that is ECOWAS and weigh on business confidence, potentially hindering the bloc's economic growth. The International Air Transport Association, which is the global representative body for the airline industry, has welcomed the announcement by the Central Bank of Nigeria that it released another $64 million in blocked airline funds. The association was, however, consulting with its member airlines to confirm that the funds had indeed been released. Father Ayata pointed out that some $700 million in airline funds held in Nigerian commercial banks remained blocked. The association affirmed that it would continue to closely monitor the situation. It would also work with the Nigerian government to make certain that the environment for international airlines in the country remains favorable for the country's air connectivity to international markets. The issue of blocked funds and its importance was highlighted by the IATA Regional Vice President for Africa and Middle East, Kamil Alwadi, in his address to the 55th Annual General Meeting of the African Airlines Association Afrin in Tewe, Uganda, in November. While Nigeria was the worst offender, it was not the only one. Several other states in Africa and beyond also blocked funds, but most of the blocked funds were held in Africa. In September, the global total figure for blocked airline funds was 
billion of that total, African countries were responsible for $1.68 billion. The Central Bank of Mozambique cut its key interest rate to 16.5% from five-year highs of 17.25%. It's the first reduction in borrowing costs since 2020 amid expectations that inflation will remain within single digits in the near future. The decision was also supported by more favorable risks and uncertainties associated with inflation projections. Annual inflation in Mozambique slowed slightly to 5.3% in December from 5.4% in November. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit the website. That's thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at the Dome.